It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
Last week I spotted a newspaper article about the burial of five men which had taken place in Dublin without any family members present. All five men were either homeless or were known to the homeless services. Two of the men uh, were well known to Alice Leahy of the Alice Leahy Trust and Alice joins me uh, this morning. Good morning to you Alice. Good morning Patricia. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure to speak to you. Now this looked like such a sad scene. It was the photograph that captured my eye when I opened up the Irish Times one day last week. Tell me about the two Polish men. Mir- Miroslav was 36 and Robert was 47. Such That's young right. young men. Young men. And uh, it was just so sad. And yes, that, that photograph uh, captured uh, it captured the, the bleakness of the cemetery and the few people around. I mean, there was less than 10 Ten people. Uh, it was just absolutely shocking, and we we knew the two of them, and it was just kind of quite by accident that we had heard they were being buried, because a man who was homeless came in to us, and he said to one of my colleagues, "You know, there are five people who were homeless being buried next week." And I got on to Mervyn Colwell, who uh, is in Glasnevin, and he's always extremely helpful, and. Um, we then understood that one of the men was being buried on the Tuesday and another on the Wednesday. And I asked him if he could get on to the undertaker and just have the two people buried together because we wanted to go uh, and, and remember them. And I also felt uh, that they were probably Catholic. We don't pry into anyone's religion and we respect everyone's religion. And um, we we wanted to we contacted Monsignor Owen uh, Tyne, who was a former head army chaplain, who often drops into us and says hello to people, very nice men. And we asked him if he would come and say a few prayers. And on that day, there was just Lisa and myself. There was uh, Mick Clifford. Uh, there was uh, the former um, superintendent in Pierce Street, who now is a board member, Joe Gannon. And of course, that wonderful Corkman, West Corkman, Damien McCarthy. And uh, Damien came because you, you will all recall, and you mentioned it on your programme, and the Irish Examiner gave it two pages, when Damien took uh, with his with his colleague, Alan O'Dowd from Limerick, in their free time, took Romy back to Mauritius. I do remember and, that. And the, the amazing, he came to our mind that day for the simple reason uh, Romy had spent 15 years here in Ireland, and he was 11 years of those on the streets of Dublin. And he would have been in much the same position as poor Robert and Miroslav, only that our board members decided, and with the help of, of Damien, we got Romy back to his family in Mauritius. So life on the streets has been very difficult, and I gather in the last two years there were 30 people buried in, in Dardistown, and... Um, more people will will die. Now, they didn't die on the streets. Um, Robert died in the matter of natural causes. And Miroslav had been in with us one day and we got a call from the guards that, that evening to say that he had uh, collapsed in Stephen's Green and he was taken to James's where he was cared for very well. And it was just so sad. And do you know, uh, Patricia, it would remind remind people of our own Irish of a generation ago who lived and died in poverty in London and New York and places where they went with the dream of a better future, hoping to send money home to educate and feed their family. 
So now we are seeing that happening in our country uh, to people who, who are coming from abroad. Yeah, and they come here with that dream that their life is going to be better. Of course they do. And many of them have worked here. Then many of them have worked maybe in the black economy. They've travelled around the country to get work. And many of them are great workers. And in fact, without people coming from abroad, there'd be lots of restaurants and that without workers. But these people came with the dream of a better future. And what a way to go. And they're both for the gra- grace of God. Yes, yes. I, I Actually, I mentioned it earlier when, when I knew you were coming on the programme. I remember, and you probably remember him as well, was it, was it a guy called Seamus from Tipperary who used to go out with the bus at Christmas? That's Seamus, he was from Thurless. Thurless, Seamus yeah. died, I think. Yeah, he did, yeah. He, he died a number of years London. ago. Yeah. Yeah. He used to go to London and he used to bring Irish people back home you know, they, they, I, I suppose this is where I think, Patricia, the media have a powerful role to play because they are you now remembering what he did. And a lot of people and a lot of younger people wouldn't even have known about that. And um, Well, I remember doing countless interviews with him because he went through a stage then of filling the bus up with clothes and food to did. bring over so that That's he wouldn't right. be going over empty. And I, to- I retold the story of the two Irishmen living yes. under a bridge in London sharing sharing the tin of dog food. And what he couldn't get over was one man, both hungry, but he shared it with the other man. And there is, and even Mirislav, who who died, the last time he was in with us, now he was always in good humour, and he was was wearing a Manchester United top, a Liverpool hoodie, (laughs) a Celtic jacket, he never heard of Cork or Tip in a Monster final, (laughs) and he said he, he was confused, and he came back in, and he said to Mark, who worked with me, he said, you are my Irish family, and he gave him four cigarettes. Like Seamus gone over there and yeah, the beans God, gave him to... four cigarettes to give to people. And is there any way? I mean, they, they were both both Miroslav and uh, Robert were were Polish. Yes. I mean, would they have known each other in on the streets? Do you we, think? I I gathered they probably did, but yeah. they they may not have been in in our place at the same time because the Polish, a bit like our Irish, they tend to you know, talk together, maybe drink together. And sadly, an awful lot of them would be just sitting by the banks of the canal sharing a bottle of cheap alcohol. And you could see the loneliness and the sadness in people's faces. And we see that all the time. And we would still see it, you know, people, Irish people who who are have drifted to the city, maybe had to move to the city, uh, maybe didn't, weren't wanted maybe at home because maybe there had been a prison sentence or there may have been mental health problems or maybe a relationship breakdown. And I suppose, Patricia, maybe if, if I could just have an opportunity here because I think it's due to your programme too. When, when Damien and Alan took Romy back to Mauritius and uh, the wonderful Mick Clifford got two pages on the examiner and I do think Damien should be car person of the year even though I'm a Tipperary person to say that but the number of letters we got and the numbers the number the guards got from people in Cork who wrote and who who could understand what they were doing in taking Romy back home because it prevented him going into the same having the same end as poor Robert and Miroslav had. And that will continue. And, I and are they unmarked graves? 
Well, we have a we have a grave in Glasnevin, and it's marked, and we got it. We have a headstone, but we will uh, down the road. We'll ch- I'll check with Glasnevin and see will will that grave be marked? Because if it's not, we will we will put up uh, a, a mark or maybe well a headstone well or well a done. cross. And is there any way of contacting? Are their families aware that they've died? Well, I know the guards always check up, and and I know I will be asking Pierce Street, and I know Damien McCarthy will that we'll try and find out a bit more. Now, very often, uh, you 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 never know what happens in a family, and sometimes families are very poor, and certainly some of the people coming from abroad. They are financially very, very poor. Uh, now, okay, you will have others who, who are not, but the people we would meet. So it, this is something we are going to pursue. And the interesting thing, on the very evening uh, after Mick Clifford's article appeared, uh, would you believe it, Romy video called, where would we be with our technology? I hate mm. it, but it's useful. Um, video called Damien to say he was sitting at home with his mother and father watching the television in Mauritius. Now, they thought he was dead in Ireland. They had no idea they'd lost contact with them. So we really all do need to make a greater effort maybe to get to know people. And, and people like you highlight their stories. And very often we don't hear their stories until, you know, they die. And then we have that photograph on on the paper. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it was poignant. It, 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 it really was. And, and, and did you know much about what what brought Miroslav and Robert to Ireland initially? Did they, well, did they work initially? Well, well yes. Robert, Robert uh, worked here. Uh, he worked as a delivery driver and he was making bins in a factory. And I don't know what Miroslav did. I think he worked some time in a restaurant. He may have been cleaning or cooking. And I know he did a course at some stage to try and get back into working in that field. And you see, they make tremendous efforts, I mean, to, to try and maybe learn our language. We, we, we don't understand sometimes how we all speak English and some of us speak Irish and some of us should speak more Irish. I always regret I haven't kind of concentrated more on developing my Irish, which I learned in school. Uh, but they struggle to get the language. As I'm speaking to you here now, I'm looking at a candle. Uh, Peter, who sleeps out all the time, he doesn't get a penny from the state. He was born in Russia, lived in Lithuania, has very, very little English, but over the years has developed enough to kind of have some type of limited conversation and he comes into us and he brought me in a candle the other day and you know we I think very often in and I ho- I know the whole political debate is about the lack of housing and there is a huge lack of housing and we have young people who are struggling to get mortgages and get a house and that is truly shocking but at the same time there is a danger we will forget about the kind of people like Robert and Miroslav and Peter and the people Seamus went over to London to pick up we can't forget those people and I think they are often remembered maybe in song and in story when someone like Christy Moore will put together a song to remind us and we must make sure, and I think it's people like you, and particularly local radio, I think, is, is hugely important, and national radio, of course, but to remember people like that. And I think we need, it's sometimes it's people in the world of the arts who try and capture the loneliness and yet the dreams those people have. 
Yeah, they're you all, know. you know, they're all, we're, we're, we're all, all human. Yeah, planet. we're all human beings. And what's, what struck me when I saw the, the, the two graves and the priest standing, there was, they're, they're two mother's sons. They're two mother's sons. They're you know, brothers. Yeah, and, and how many, and, and we have our own Irish people. Now, many people where drugs have taken over their lives and drugs is huge. And you have families worrying about people. And, and we need to give a lot more time to people uh, to tell their stories, to hear them, to listen to them. Because sometimes we're rushing writing reports using all the buzzwords, but underneath there is a human being. I often quote the, the Scottish poet Lang when he said, a statistic is just like a drunken man leaning against a lamppost for support rather than illumination. We need to hear the stories and we need to hear, it, it can happen to any one of us, it can happen to somebody who's a successful, very successful businessman or woman today doing very well and something happens. I remember we had a wonderful chairman for years, Professor James McCormick, and I remember when he would meet students, they would expect him, he, he was the head of the Department of Community Health in Trinity, very well-known doctor, very kind of would challenge people to think and he'd often say to the students, they would be expecting him to talk about disease or something and he would say, I never heard one of you mentioning the word love. You know, so many people didn't have maybe the love they needed when they were grown up or the parents were in circumstances when it, they were, it was impossible even to, to give the care they needed to people. So there is a big there is a big void in our discussion around homelessness and about people. You know, mm. uh, we're rushing around uh, writing reports and launching reports and, and saying things, but we all need to stop and think, you know, kind of what is it all about? Yeah, absolutely. And I saw that there are new calls for critical incident reviews of deaths among homeless people. Well, you see... I think there is a lack of, of, there is something very narrow about that too. We always rush to kind of get some kind of a report on how many people died and how many this and how many that. And, and to get, in fact, politicians and medical personnel can't always solve the problem. It is very often about the ordinary human beings not to be afraid to express what they feel, not to be afraid to challenge and not to say, hold on a minute, because you can come up with the report and say, well, 50 people died on the streets of Dublin over so many years. But also some people died on the streets. I mean, we knew Jonathan Corrie. We knew him very well. We've been in touch with his family. And politicians who maybe very often didn't know the person struggled to see what they could do. But we need to, in a rush to kind of say, you can't always rescue people from the streets and you can't always rescue people from themselves. And very often people may have a long history of feeling isolated and unwanted. And I think we have to get back to basics. And I think we need very basic shelters where people can just put their head down for the night without being asked a whole lot of very intrusive questions at the beginning. You need to build up a relationship with people. And that, as all your listeners know, can take a long, long time. But I think we need to do that. And our politicians need to, to 
Two, they are attempting to address the problem, but they very often are very far removed from the problem, but then very often a lot of them are very close to a problem because I think there's probably not a family in, in our world who hasn't had some tragedy or loss lots of love in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're an incredible woman. And listen, can I pass on my deepest sympathies? You lost your beautiful husband. I did, poor Charlie. I'm looking at him here now. Yeah. Um, he, I did. He was wonderful. He was a great supporter of our work. Some of your your listeners would have seen him. He used to do extras on Fair City as well as yeah. lots of things. I mean, he was very, he, he had a great interest in community, social justice community. He believed everyone was important, be they successful businessmen or women, successful politicians. And one of the things that used to really irritate him was when an election would come up and people would say, actually, we won't vote. We don't. Why would we bother? And yeah. he'd say, listen, there are people in third world countries who are queuing for days to vote. And you do have a vote. I don't mind who you vote for, but, but just get out and vote. your right to vote. Listen, it's a pleasure as always. Keep fighting Patricia, the great fight. Can I, can I just say one yeah. thing? I don't know this woman from Adam, yeah. but as you have heard me say, I mentioned the McCarthy family so often, and, and Damien wouldn't be there only for the wonderful parents he had, and I just want to say hello to his mother, and thanks that we have him in Dublin. Okay, I, I, and you don't know his name? You don't know her name? Patricia, I think. Oh, she's Patricia name. McCarthy. Okay, Patrice- and, and where in West Cork is Damien from? Dunmanway. Dunmanway. All right. Hi to Patricia McCarthy in Dunmanway. You have a great yes. name, Patricia. And thanks for Damien. And um, he should be Cork person of the okay. year. <laughs> well said. Well said. Patricia, God bless. Thank you for everything. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye That is the wonderful Alice Leahy from the Alice Leahy Trust. She's she is an incredible woman. She's you know she's like the Katrina Toomey and uh, brother Kevin in Dublin. They just do the most most amazing uh, work. And I was so saddened. Uh, to hear that her gorgeous husband uh, Charlie had passed away uh, just uh, last in January just about a month ago 0818103103 John Paul taking your calls you can text you can WhatsApp to 0862103103 Court today on C103 with John Cusack Insurance's Kinsale now part of McCarthy Insurance Group they don't just talk the talk they walk the walk cmig.ie Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.